This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Just another week, another week into summer. Feels pretty good. It's like just in the 80s around here. And so it feels really nice. It's not too hot. I've really enjoyed it. I just celebrated my birthday, which turned out to be really nice. Uh, Nothing was really planned, but... It just turned into a really nice, relaxing day, but really fun. And I stayed up until 1 a.m., which I know some of you are like, that's what you should do on your birthday. But listen, when you're 44, sometimes you don't do that, especially like on a Tuesday. And it was really fun. It was really nice. And I just enjoyed hanging out with my friends and family. I think that 44 might be a good year. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm I always think that maybe sometimes your birthday can indicate how your year might turn out to be. Two years ago, I had I was exposed to COVID two days before my birthday. So I was obviously unable to celebrate because that was like 2020. And it was still, you know, people didn't really understand what was going on still. And so obviously I couldn't do anything. And then I got COVID. <laughs> And so, oh, wait, was I exposed? I don't know, whatever. I was exposed, so I couldn't celebrate, couldn't leave the house because we didn't know. And then I ended up getting COVID two days after my birthday or the next day. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That birthday was ruined. And then last year, I had a migraine all day on my birthday. And last year wasn't that great. So maybe this year is going to be a good year. And I have been, you know, I always have to deal with my RA and last yesterday or the last week, my wrist has been really hurting me in a new spot than where it was hurting before. And I've had to wrap it the last couple of days. And then all of a sudden, like midday yesterday, it started feeling better. I took the wrap off and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it feels better. No pain today. So I'm just going with it. And I'm hoping that this means that this next year is going to be great. I don't know. <laughs> I know some people do uh, like resolutions on in New Year's and they they set all these goals for themselves. And I don't do that on New Year's. I don't do that on my birthday. But what I do on my birthday is I, I like to reflect. I like to look at the past year. I look at I like to look at my year going forward and think about all the things that I want to accomplish and all the things that I want to do. And that's just what I do on my birthday every year. And I have a lot of goals for myself and we'll see. <laughs> I hope I can meet them. You never know. But I'm hopeful and I don't like to I don't, like I said, I don't do the New Year's resolution thing because I, sometimes I just feel like it might set you up for failure. It's just, it's not how I operate. It works for some people. It doesn't work for me. So I just like to 
just keep pushing myself and hope it all works out. And we'll see how the next year turns out. But I'm hopeful and I am, I'm in a pretty good place. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's do this, 44. Come on. All right. So we're going to talk today about Botox. We're going to talk about fillers. We're going to talk about microneedling. We're going to talk about PRP, microneedling. And I know that some people might think that those two don't necessarily go together, but they kind of do. First of all, they both involve needles, different kinds of needles, but needles nonetheless. But the reason I'm doing them together is because some people might opt for microneedling over Botox. And I'm one of those people. And I'm just going to give you a different option for those of you that are like, how can I avoid Botox? How can I avoid fillers? Well, hello, microneedling. But it all falls under anti-aging. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to go into depth about all of it. And we're going to we're gonna get into it. It's going to be really fun. And I'm excited. You know I love doing this. All right, you guys, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to talk about Botox and fillers first. And what I wanted to do is talk about some celebrities, influence, whatever, people in the news, people that we know about, and kind of give you some stories about some things that maybe could go wrong or just kind of give you the other side of it. Just maybe some warnings because, you know, while Botox and fillers aren't necessarily dangerous. There's definitely something there's, you know, you're still injecting stuff in your face and things can things can go wonky. I've seen it. And fillers sometimes can change the shape of your face. Botox can sometimes go wrong and freeze things that aren't supposed to be frozen and, and do things. So just wanted to give you guys the other side of it. And I don't want to say that it's funny, but it's kind of funny because it, it all goes away because these things don't, don't stay like you these are things you have to it the advantage to botox and fillers is if you don't like the results just wait a little bit and they'll go away so but anyways let's do this so influencer whitney buha which i don't know who that i've never heard of her before but she talks about um and she revealed what happened when her botox went wrong. So in a statement to people, she talked about that she decided to share her story to help educate others who get Botox. And this is what she said, quote, after some consideration, I decided to share my story because I realized how few people knew that eyelid ptosis could be a side effect of Botox, myself included, before all of this, Buha said. I hope I'm pronouncing it's B U H A. I hope I'm pronouncing it. I would, Buha, or I can't imagine what else it would be pronounced. Anyways, the second I mentioned that I had Botox gone wrong, I received several messages asking what I meant, and many saying they didn't know that Botox could go wrong. I felt like it was an opportunity to educate others and show them what these potential side effects look like, she continued. After I began to open up, I received so many messages from people who, who've been through something similar or those who have no clue this could happen. 
Now, if you're listening to this, you can go to my Instagram and I will post a picture of what she looks like. You guys, it's crazy. She looks normal now. It's She's back to, you know, this was back in uh, 2021. So she's fine now. But she looked a little crazy. I can't even, especially if she's an influencer, she's all in camera all the time, right? So I, I just, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's kind of a funny picture. And at first, like, it got worse, and, and then it started to, like, softening and get better. But it was it was pretty, pretty crazy. But you have to go to my Instagram, and you got to check it out, because I'm telling you, it's real crazy. It's real crazy. Okay, so the next person I want to talk about is Courtney Cox. Now, she's one of my favorites to talk about, because I loved her. I loved her way back when she was on Family Ties. I loved her when she was Alex's girlfriend. I mean, loved her. And then when she came out and was on Friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that was my favorite show. My favorite show. And then, so you have Family Ties, you have, I mean, Friends. I mean, Courtney Cox was like it for me. I thought she was so beautiful. And then she started getting all these fillers. And I was like, she's ruining her face. And I watched that show, Cougar Town. And I actually didn't watch it until like just, I mean, a couple years ago, I started watching it. And I was like, what did she do to her face? And it's one thing to like see her in like pictures or, you know, whatever. But like when you watch in a series and so you're watching episode after episode and so you really like stare at her, it was crazy because I'm like, you've like ruined your face. You're just not as pretty as you were. She was gorgeous. Anyways, she realized she ruined her face. Thank goodness. But this is, I've said this to clients a million times, people start to lose perspective and they go too far because it's like they forgot what they looked like. And so they keep going and keep going and keep going. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, I think I've gone too far. And this goes back to, I've talked about this a million times. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast. I've definitely talked about it with my clients and I have definitely talked about it on my social media, but I always say that you got to have a no person in your life. You got to have a friend, even a family member that will say when enough is enough. So if you get your hair done and you try something different, you got to have somebody in your life that's going to be like, "Mm, maybe that's not going to work for you. I'm not talking about somebody who's mean to you you know, somebody that's going to like tear you down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody you who's going to be honest with you. You need an honest friend. And celebrities, in my opinion, I don't know this for sure, obviously, but just based on what I see, it seems like they don't have a lot of no people in their lives. They just have people that are like, yes, you look great. Yes, you look beautiful. Yes, you're fabulous. And I don't think it always works for them. They need no people in their life. They need somebody to say, no, that's not working for you. And so somebody needed to tell Courtney Cox earlier in her career when she started doing all these fillers, no, that's not working for you. Stop. I mean, I wish the doctor would be like, you know what? Maybe we should not do all this filler. But would they want the money? Why not? Anyway, so this is what she says. There was a time when you go, oh, I'm changing. I'm looking older. And I try to chase that youthfulness for years. The scream actress continued. And I didn't realize that, oh, shoot, I'm actually looking really strange with injections and doing stuff to my face that I would never do now. 
Once she saw that the public was talking about her look, she said that a time came when she realized she had to stop. That's just crazy. When I read this, this was this was a few years ago that this came out. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, finally, finally she realizes. Because like I said, I thought I always thought she was so beautiful. And just like kind of I thought she was like a natural beauty. And I, you know, she had ruined and and you know, I shouldn't be so hard on celebrities as far as, you know, not having the no people. I, I imagine it's very hard to be in the limelight and co- constantly critiqued and criticized. I mean, they signed up for it, yes, but I imagine it's still difficult to always be criticized. So they're they're doing the best that they can. But again, you just gotta have somebody to say, like, enough is enough. Like, slow your roll, baby. Okay. So, like I said, she, Courtney Cox had, she decided to have her fillers dissolved to look more like herself, which she does now. So, yay. Okay. So, and this is also something that I read that I thought was really funny. So, when too much Botox has been injected in the center of the forehead and none at the sides, they call, they call the eyebrows Spock brows, like Spock from Star Trek. Now, if you don't know what Spock looks like, I mean, I don't know how you don't, but if you don't know what Spock looks like, Google him. If you watch or pay attention to The Real Housewives, Ramona Singer recently has been seen with these. She was sporting her new microbladed eyebrows. She looked crazier than usual, but she totally had the like crazy Spock eyebrows. I've never heard that term before, but I was like, yeah, Spock brows. That is kind of a fantastic term, and spot on. And I have seen so many women with those type of brows where like, oh, you know who else is Brittany from Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> she gets them too, um, from too much Botox. I couldn't tell at the fir- at first like if, if that was just her brows, but they changed too much. So if you do too much Botox, then those brows get too high and it's like calm down. It almost looks like you're yelling or you're always talking in exclamation points. I don't know. I'm not a fan, but um, you just, I, I think you got to relax with the Botox. But doctors, I just think that they've got to like, <laughs> you know, maybe just let the Botox run out. If the needle, if you still got Botox left in the needle, it's okay just to throw it away. We don't have to inject that in the person. Like I know it's a waste, we're wasting money, but sometimes that's okay. Like it's okay that you can't use that Botox on the next person. It doesn't mean it needs to be injected on that patient if they don't need any more. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's talk about Botox and fillers. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it all. Okay, so I always think that women should do whatever makes them feel better about themselves as long as it isn't harmful and done with caution. So if getting Botox and fillers will make you feel better, then do it. I really don't, I mean, I know I talked about celebrities and having no people, whatever, and that, honestly, that's just for the better of themselves. I would imagine they don't want to look crazy and I don't think they realize they do. Now, I have no judgment for it though. If they want to, okay, I realize I'm sounding judgy. So maybe I do have some judgment. I think it's funny when they go crazy, but honestly, I just think women should do whatever they want. If they want to Botox their face to the nines, go for it, whatever. If it's going to make you happy, it's going to make you feel better about yourself. You're not harming anybody else. Go for it. 
no problem. But I do think that it's important to know the facts so that you know what you're getting yourself into. I personally have never done Botox or fillers, and I actually don't have any plans to in the future. That doesn't mean I won't. I always say, never say never. But it's just not something I want to do. First of all, I don't want to spend the money. I'm very cheap when it comes to stuff like that. But also, I just want to see what I can do with skincare and with treatments, you know? Can I just stick to microneedling? Can I just stick to making sure I take care of my skin on a daily basis? Is that going to be enough? I'm happy with the way my skin looks at 44. So that's where I'm at now. Talk to me at 54. I don't know. We'll see. This is definitely a question I still get. People ask me about Botox and fillers all the time about you know my opinions on them and like i say do what you want to do but there's definitely you know there's good things about it and there's bad things about it and you got to like i said you got to do your research and you want to know and i think the more you know you might be able to avoid the pitfalls so maybe you don't turn into a Courtney Cox Okay, so I see a lot of faces, and that means I see a lot of good and bad injections. The most important thing to remember, I think, is that you want it to look natural, and you still want it to look like you, only refreshed. It's like, you know, you just slept for 20 hours, and whew, she looks good today. It's more fun for people to wonder why you look younger instead of someone immediately asking about your Botox. At least it would be for me. Like, I don't want somebody to be like, wow, your Botox looks great. You just want somebody to say like, oh, you look really good today. I mean, I guess if you want to change your appearance, then go for it. You know, again, whatever works for you. So my biggest concern with Botox in younger women and even men starting too early uh, like in their 20s and creating these habits before aging is it's just a concern. I mean, where is it going to end? A flawless face does not mean wrinkle free. Personally, I never think it looks natural for someone to have zero wrinkles or zero laugh lines when they smile. A frozen face can even be a little creepy. I want to see life on a face, but at the end of the day, you should do what makes you happy. If you want a wrinkle-free, frozen face, go get yourself one. We only live once. I mean, as far as I know. I don't know. I don't know everything. Okay, so we're going to talk about Botox first. We all know it freezes the muscle and takes away those pesky fine lines and wrinkles. This is fantastic for shaving a few years off. Let's address the negatives of this. You don't know how you will react the first time, so you could get a lot of bruising, sensitivity, and puffiness. Two, if not done correctly or if too much is injected, the face could change shape or the eyes could look lopsided. I just talked about it with that first girl in that first story. I've also seen it and it looks real crazy. When you are over 40 and you have zero wrinkles, it just doesn't look natural. The rest of you is still aging your neck, your hands, you know, just other things. I'm your boobs, <laughs> unless you've had a boob job. If you start with Botox at an early age, before wrinkles and maybe after fine lines, you are going to weaken the muscle and that will make you look older. When the muscle is paralyzed, it causes the skin to lose its fullness. And remember, youthful skin is also plump. I also always like to compare this to a broken arm. So if you break your arm, 
say you're wearing a cast and you don't use that arm six weeks, right? That arm becomes weaker, right? Because you haven't used it. You haven't used that muscle in that arm. And so when you take that cast off, that cast is going to be smaller and it's going to be weaker than the other arm, right? That's exactly what happens with Botox. You stop using that muscle. So therefore, that plumpness goes away. So that's why eventually people start using fillers. I mean, some people have to use fillers anyway because maybe they're too thin in the face or whatever other issues. But if once a lot of people who start using Botox eventually have to go to fillers as well because they stop using that plumpness. And I've always said that if you take a 15-year-old and how plump their skin is, it's not the same as when you're as when you're 40. And then you throw in Botox. I mean, it's happening even earlier now. So, and I mean, how are these people affording it? It's crazy because I know that stuff ain't cheap. Okay, positives of Botox. They are short-term, so if you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it, and your face will return to its original shape. Yay. Two, it's immediate results, and we all want that these days, right? I mean, everybody wants immediate gratification, so that's awesome. And three, there are a few risks, and the injections are quick. Generally, few risks. I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule. I mean, things can go wrong, you know, whatever, but for the most part, you know, things are pretty safe. Go to a reputable doctor, go to a reputable nurse that's really good with injections, who knows the face. You know, do your research on making sure you're going to somebody good and your chances are you're going to be okay. But again, you don't know that first time. You never know. Now, you could get fillers to offset the Botox. Just be careful. Less is more. Negative to fillers. Number one, these can alter your appearance. You have seen this in celebrities like I talked about, Courtney Cox, Meg Ryan, and so many others. I was just Melanie Griffith. She's another one. <sighs> it's too many. I think even Brandy Glanville. Can you guys tell her I watch The Housewives? It's so sad. But listen, it's good stuff. Yeah, she, I don't know what she's done. I don't know what she's done. But I think I saw, I read somewhere that she like injects herself now. Man, that girl's crazy. Anyways, the fillers have to go somewhere in the body and eventually they will cause jowls. Now, women already have to worry about jowls. The fillers will just make them happen faster. So there you go. And just like Botox, your skin can react poorly. The actual filler is safe though. So that's good. Positives to filler. Number one, collagen used to be a common filler, but these days most fillers, such as Restylane and Juvederm, use hyaluronic acid. Thanks to its ability to store moisture, hyaluronic acid is responsible for giving skin a plump, hydrated look. Two, when done in small amounts and by a good doctor or even a nurse who are about making you look better and not their wallets fatter, it can look very natural. Number three, like with Botox, they are short-term. If you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. So those are the the, the good and bad of, of Botox and fillers. You know, do, you know, what you want with that information and make your own decision. You know, like I said, do it or don't do it. Whatever makes you happy is, but there's there's the information, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, but... Just know what you're getting into and most importantly, do your research. Make sure who you're going to 
is good. Make sure you've you've seen their um, pictures of like you know somebody who's gone there. Uh, remember, nobody's going to post a bad picture. I was going to be like, "Oops, I messed up on this one," but you should make your appointment anyway. So just make sure that you are going to somebody who who is good, who has a good reputation. So that's my biggest advice for Botox and fillers is. Do your research on who you go to. Don't use, don't be like, oh, well, somebody said, you know, one side of the face free if I buy the other side of the face. I mean, that's never usually a good thing. So anyways, uh, there you go. Botox and fillers. All right, we're going to talk about microneedling next. So microneedling, microchanneling, also known as collagen induction therapy. Now, some people get confused by the names, so I want to clear that up. Microneedling and microchanneling are basically the same. It's the device that is different. I use a microchanneling device, which is a stamping method. Both will deliver amazing results. Now, obviously, I'm not going to say microneedling and microchanneling every time. So I just say microneedling. That's just what I'm going to say throughout the rest of this episode. But just know that they're basically the same. It's just a different device. Okay, so this is a great service. I love it, love it, love it. I cannot say enough great things about it. I actually think it is the best anti-aging treatment on the market right now. Definitely as far as like what you know we can do. I'm not a big fan of lasers for everything. I think this helps so many skin issues. I was trying to think of like how I wanted to say that. You know, you know, acne scars, fine lines, hyperpigmentation, like so many things. It's just it's incredible. So but I do only recommend that it's done by a professional. Those derma rollers please don't use those. Those are not the same thing. They do not deliver the same results. They're overused. They can't be cleaned properly. So many reasons not to use them. Please skip. Please, please, please skip. Okay, so if you're going to a professional, that professional is going to make sure that you are a candidate for the procedure. Here are all the benefits. Acne scarring, fine lines and wrinkles, loose skin, skin texture, pore size, sunspots, and pigment issues. That includes hyperpigmentation and melasma. And it also includes scars in general, not just acne scarring. So say you have a C-section scar, stretch marks. So people who get stretch marks from babies or just their boobs grow too fast, all that. It helps with all of those things. It's crazy, you guys. It does, it can help with loose skin, but you know, let's not get crazy. It's not gonna, you know, some people are like, they want results. You have to be reasonable in your expectations when it comes to loose skin, but everything else, amazing. Like I just can't say enough about it. Okay, let's get into it. Microneedling involves using fine needles to create hundreds of tiny invisible puncture wounds in the top layer of the skin. The micro injuries created stimulates the body's natural wound healing processes, resulting in cell turnover and increased collagen and elastin production, therefore reversing as well as preventing the signs of aging. Your home care products will also work better. 
the first thing that people notice after they get this treatment done, like in the first like couple days, is most clients will tell me, oh, my skin is so soft. I love that. I mean, that's definitely what I notice immediately with my skin when I do it on myself is my skin is so soft. Okay, so what does the procedure involve? The skin is cleaned and numb. So I just cleanse the skin once. Um, if, you know, somebody has a lot of makeup on or something like that, uh, you know, most of my clients come in with no makeup on for this procedure, but I'll do a double cleanse if it's extra dirty or, you know, extra makeup on, whatever. But the skin is clean and the numbing cream is applied to lessen discomfort. And for better results, a collagen-stimulating product like hyaluronic acid is used during the procedure. I personally use a serum with more powerful ingredients so that my clients get the most bang for their buck. But hyaluronic acid is also, it's great. I mean, that's hydration. That's great. So what what are you going to look like after the treatment? Most people will experience redness and mild swelling in a similar way as a mild sunburn for for about 24 hours. So I say mild swelling, but it's not like you're going to look crazy. It's not like you look like, oh, all puffy, whatever. It's just kind of like what you look like maybe when you're sunburned. And not everybody um, even looks like that for 24 hours. Some people, like say I somebody has an appointment at like three o'clock, in the afternoon, the next day, some people look totally fine. Everybody is 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 different. Some people flake a little bit. Most of my clients do not. But, you know, there's always some people that are just going to, their skin is going to behave a little differently. Within a week or two, you will notice that your skin is smoother and more radiant looking. But the full effects won't be seen until about a month later. So can microneedling be performed on any skin color? Yes. Yes, it can. It is safe to use on all skin types and all skin colors. There is no risk of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Yay! Okay, so how many treatments do you need and how often can microchanneling procedures be repeated? Microchanneling can be safely repeated every four to six weeks until you achieve the desired results. For collagen induction, we recommend to start with three treatments, meaning if you're just looking to like stimulate your collagen, then you want to start with three treatments, but with a minimum separation of four to six weeks between treatments. For scar reduction, on average of three to six treatments are recommended. The number of treatments required will depend on how each individual responds to the treatments and the extent of the damage at the beginning. Everybody is different. Microneedling can be used on all parts, all skin parts of the body, neck, decollete, arms, legs, etc. I mean, I've done it on breasts. You, you know, you can just kind of do it everywhere. Most people will begin to see results after the very first appointment. And if you go to my Instagram, I have posted lots of pictures of all my microneedling treatments. And I have a lot of pictures that are just after one treatment. And my clients have gotten amazing results. So, you know, the more you do, obviously, the more you'll, the better results you'll get. But a lot of people get great results after just one. So what do you want to avoid on the skin after your treatment? So to ensure that the, the there's the right healing environment, for two to three days, you don't want to use any AHAs, you know, glycolic acid. You want to avoid retinol, any like, you know, acidic or active ingredients. 
Um, exposure to the sun should also be avoided or a zinc-based sun, sunblock should be used. No vitamin C or sunscreen for 24 hours. So you want to avoid the sun for 24 hours. Relatively easy to do if you plan for it. So if you're going to make your appointment, just know, I mean, 24 hours, not the end of the world if you know it's it's coming. So you just want to plan for that. Now, some people have cold sores and sometimes a treatment like this can trigger a cold sore reaction. Now, I get cold sores. I knock on wood, have not had one. I feel like I got to knock on wood. I feel like I have not had one for a very long time. If you are prone to them, even if you are just have a history of having them, you can talk to your doctor about getting some medicine to help prevent them prior to the service because sometimes the microneedling around the mouth can trigger an outbreak. If you take preventative medicine a few days before, you should be fine. Now, the first time I did this, I took the medicine because I was like, I do not want to trigger an outbreak. And then I forgot every other time. But like I said, it has not been a problem. But if you are prone to them, I would definitely do it. But if you are worried... I would also do it. But I haven't had any clients tell me they've had any issues. So there's that too. Okay. If you have acne, active acne, please avoid microneedling if you have this. The needles can pick up bacteria and spread it around your face, causing more breakouts. Acne scars. This is a great treatment to help with acne scars because it will stimulate our own skin's our skin's own production of collagen. These acne indents in the skin will be filled in over time. In simpler words, microneedling plumps out the skin. So the acne scars look better. I have pictures of that on my Instagram too. Now, if you have keloids, these are raised scars. If you're prone to this type of scarring, then microneedling is not for you. Excess collagen is already a problem, so creating even more will continue to scar your skin. So if you are prone to keloids, not gonna happen. Now, if you have hyperpigmentation or even melasma, when I first started performing microchanneling, I was not expecting great results from my clients for lightening their hyperpigmentation and especially melasma because melasma is so difficult to treat because it's hormonal based and it comes from within where hyperpigmentation starts from the outside. This improves the skin so much and I now prefer it over chemical peels in most cases. There might be some that you would mix the two services. But the most important thing to remember when fighting sun damage is that there is no quick fix. These take time and patience. And sunscreen. Scars. I worked on a scar on a leg. Again, go to my Instagram. It's on there. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, like you can barely even see it now. The results are incredible and my client is thrilled. If you are looking to get rid of or at the very least fade your scars, this is it, I'm telling you. Okay, so that's it for like microneedling, microchanneling, whatever you want to call it. That There's not many reasons that you shouldn't do it. It's, it's incredible. So if this is something that might be a little too pricey for you, but you really want to do it, save your money. I'm telling you, it is worth it. I love this service so much. I just, I can't say enough about it. It's absolutely amazing. But the other side of it is the PRP microneedling, and I want to talk about that. 
Okay, so I'm sure at one point you saw that picture of Kim Kardashian when she had the blood all over her face. Well, that was definitely for show because that's not what it has to look like at all. Um, I mean, it can because you are putting blood on your face. And if you really get dramatic, you can really have all that blood, you know, whatever. But it just doesn't have to be all, it doesn't have to be that crazy. That was for a picture, that was, you know, for drama, blah, blah, blah. So this facial uses your own blood to rejuvenate your skin. So this means that it needs to be done under doctor's supervision. But honestly, would you want it any other way? I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, so step one, the doctor will first draw blood from your arm. I have to get my blood drawn all the time and I hate it. They can never find my veins. So if I was even thinking about doing this procedure, I would be out at this point. Let me tell you, like I can't, I cannot do it. I actually have to go back. I have my next doctor's appointment is in early August. And I'm actually supposed to go back before to get my blood work that I didn't get done at my last appointment. And I don't want to, but I know I'm supposed to get it done. And then they're going to want to draw blood again in August. (sighs) Guys, it's just the worst thing. I mean, can't they just be like, oh, you're fine. But no, they want, you know, test results, whatever. Anyways, it's the worst thing. But if that doesn't bother you, then here's on to step two. Your blood goes into a centrifuge. It's the machine that separates blood components by density. Step three, the red blood cells are the densest. So they sink to the bottom. They're all removed from the solution. You don't need the red blood cells for this procedure. Step four, the platelet-rich plasma solution is ready. It has only two layers, a small layer of white blood cells and platelets and a bigger one of plasma. Step five, calcium chloride or thrombin, an enzyme in blood plasma, which causes the clotting of blood, are added to the platelet-rich plasma solution to activate the growth factor before injection. Step six, blood is injected back into your face. Now listen, if you wanna watch this, I'm sure there's like plenty of YouTube videos where you can, you know, really get a good look at this. Okay, so human blood is made up of four parts. Plasma is a liquid portion of blood where blood cells float. It also contains lots of other important stuff, such as proteins, hormones, nutrients, and waste materials. Then you have red blood cells, and those transport oxygen around your body. Then you have white blood cells, and those are the guardians of the body and defend it from diseases. Cell platelets help the blood clot. They also contain growth factors and proteins that help repair and regenerate tissue. Now, here's the million-dollar question. Is it worth it? We're not there yet. I like to give you facts about it first so you can understand how I came to my decision. Scientifically, it seems like it will work. The platelet-rich plasma contains plenty of growth factors, so it should promote the growth of cells and speed up the healing process. But here's the thing. If you're over the age of 40, then your plasma is also 40. Reinjecting old plasma won't necessarily boost your collagen. But people are seeing results, so what is actually happening? Well, PRP facials are part of microneedling. 
I believe the results are coming from microneedling and using the right serums during the procedures. So now you know. I don't think it's worth it. Now, this could be controversial. Some people could totally disagree. And that is absolutely okay. But I just have not seen any evidence to really support that this is any more special or different or better than regular microneedling. So you're going to pay a lot more money and I would imagine it's going to take a lot more time. Why? You know, show me the show me and then I I will believe I just haven't seen it yet. I could be wrong and I'm I'm okay with that. I just haven't seen it yet. So it's just it's not an inexpensive service, but you know, I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. It's how you want to spend your money, of course. I just am not convinced that it is better than just regular microneedling. So there you have it. So that's it. We've talked about Botox. We've talked about fillers. We've talked about microneedling. We've talked about PRP microneedling. So that's a lot of anti-aging stuff in one podcast. It's a lot of information. And I'm sure you know somebody who has been on the fence about one or all of those things, share this podcast with them. You know, have them listen and learn more about, because, you know, some of this was opinion-based, but a lot of this was fact-based. So maybe this will help them make a decision, help them, you know, lean one way or the other, or at least just give them knowledge and then, you know, they can do what they want with it. But I always think that it's best to go in with eyes wide open. So that is it for this episode and all this information. My brain hurts. Uh, my mouth is dry. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Those are some of my favorite topics because I just, I think they're really interesting. And I, I don't know. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Anyways, follow me on social media. I mentioned my Instagram a million times today. So follow me at Pierskin OC, and of course on TikTok as well. Same at Pierskin OC. I'm always trying to have good weeks and I have bad weeks of, of posting on TikTok. I, I listen, I try. <laughs> I really do. It's just, it's hard. I'm not good at TikTok, but I am trying. I am building and I'm still trying to get to a thousand people. And when I do, then you get a free microcurrent device. So help me get there. I'd really appreciate it. And then, of course, you can visit my website, pureskinoc.com. If you want to sign up for my skincare coaching, if you want to get a virtual consultation with me and learn more about how to help your skin and, you know, learn to love your skin, you know, just in a better, healthier way, reach out to me. I would love to help you. So that's my skincare coaching at pureskinoc.com. And of course, my online store is on there, or if you want to book an appointment, all my information is on my website. And then I really need your help trying to build this podcast. Five-star reviews are the best way to build this podcast. I would really appreciate it. If you could take a moment, head on over to iTunes, five-star review, you know, just hit that five-star button and then just write a couple sentences about how much you love listening to this podcast. I would really appreciate it. A little happy birthday to me because it's still July and it was just my birthday yesterday. I, I mean, by the time you listen to it, it's my birthday last week, but 
whatever, same thing. I would really appreciate it, you guys. It, I mean, I just, I kind of get a little giddy when I see a review. I'm like, oh, even though I'm like begging for them, I don't care. Like I still get really happy and I I appreciate it. You guys, it, it means a lot to me. I had somebody text me today and they were like, I just left you a review and it makes me so happy. <laughs> it just, it just does. And maybe that's silly to some people, but it makes me happy. It really makes me happy. Anyway, so five-star reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Share the podcast with your friends and family. Let's make this grow. Come on. You know, you could say you guys were a part of something when it was really small. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But anyways, I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great summer. And we will talk soon. Talk to you later. Bye.